Welcome back to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I am your host, as always, Dustin P. And on this episode, we talk The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 13, entitled Do Not Send Us Astray. But before we get into the episode, allow me to introduce my co-host. He is, as always, Genius McGee. Genius, what's up, man? <coughs> hey, had to get that out of the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, doing pretty good. How about yourself, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um... This episode was a little weird for me. This hits you hard, and I'm I'm interested to know why. Because we save everything for the show, and once again, we're recording right, right. after the show, so yeah, I needed a little bit of time to like figure out. Because I dug it, but I have, as usual, I have issues with it. But at the same time, I dug it. But it is Easter time again. You have your jelly beans. And I got my jelly beans back. So, so I got... all is right in the world. Yes, yes. <laughs> and shout out to Lance from Uruguay. So. Yeah, exactly. Lance from Uruguay. So. We know you're listening. Yep. Um, but before we dive into the episode, we do go right into spoilers. So mm-hmm. spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You've been warned. And again, we're talking about episode 13. Why the fuck are you listening? Yeah, now. For the first time now. So, Genius, what was your first take on the episode? Once again, I dug it. But... I had some beefs with it. Let's just go straight into yep, that. Let's go to beefs. Okay. East Coast, West Coast rap. So my first beef was I really fucking dug the fight scene at the beginning. The whole like nighttime siege. Yeah, the onslaught. But at the same time, I felt it was kind of dark. You know? It was hard for me to see who... Maybe because my, my glasses were filthy. But I, it was hard for me to see exactly what was going on. It was so... I, my, I got the 99% of it, but at the same time... It could have had, like, I don't know, a little bit more brighter, but at the same time, it would have took a little bit of the tension out of it at the same, you know? Yeah, I can see that. But I'm just glad it didn't go so dark where all you saw was, like, cartoon eyes, you know? <laughs> 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 you fucking peewee, ah! Turn on the light, and fucking Simon's got a bunch of taxidermy animals around. <laughs> yeah, the, the episode was, <coughs> was fairly dark. I mean, the way that they staged everything. And in you tone. Know. Yeah, yeah, you know, in nighttime onslaught and whatnot. I mean, you don't want a full moon, and right. Uh, they did, they did a lot of trickery, you know, kung fu treachery with the lighting. It, but also, using the lighting is the dent- uh, their advantage. This was a good plan that they had. It was a really good plan, it, and it would have worked perfect if it wasn't for fucking like Rick in a couple of episodes pulling the terroritas and fucking shit up. But and terroritas pulling a terroritas from. from- Episodes, you know, prior, right? But we're we're gonna go ahead and go ahead and break this one down chronologically because this this episode had a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. Um, for me in particular, I know that Genius is probably gonna go. I, I think I know your score on this one, so we'll save that for the end. Okay. But we start out the episode with Morgan going crazy again, crazy er, and he's and he's being haunted by the I guess his manifestation of Gavin, and, <laughs> the and, ghost of Captain Crunch. <laughs> 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 he said soggy even in milk. <laughs> but he he's haunted by the manifestation of Gavin mm-hmm. because Henry killed him. Yeah, which was kind of weird for me. So what what did you think of that? I had an issue with that too. I mean, is his guilt? Because you know it's a manifestation of guilt. The whole thing, absolutely. But why Gavin? I mean, like, even though Henry killed him, that's why I was. I, I know he's trying to make sure that Henry doesn't go on the path that he went on with the violence and the craziness. But at the same time, he needs to do something because he's on the path of violence and craziness again. So, it's hard for him to mentor Carl Jr., Henry Carl Jr., when he's already batshit insane. And we know, according to the fucking trailers for the next one, that his unfortunately, he's not long for here. 
Well, and that's just conjecture. I mean, we, we, we haven't seen it, but I, I really do think that now that Morgan's going over to Fear of the Walking Dead, his character is going to be untimely taken off of the show. Especially now because the hallucination is making him reckless. Yep. It's making him stupid and it's making him afraid. Well, he almost got he almost got taken out in, in the clear episode where he reunites with Rick. Yeah. You know, seasons ago. Yeah. So, so I mean, when he goes that insanity, he's super vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's completely unhinged. He's still a caged he's still a cornered animal where he'll strike out at anything and you have to be watching out for him cuz he'll fuck your ass up. But at the same time, when he's like that, He's just so not in his head. Yeah. And it makes him danger to himself and to the others. And now that he sees that Carl Jr. is going down this path, I mean, I guess that's why the manifestation of the whole Gavin thing. But what is the message that Gavin's trying to say? He was like, you know what this is. You know what this is. But does he? Well, I, I think the part that, you know, the, the consciousness part that's manifesting itself is, you know, Gavin keeps repeating, you were supposed to. Yeah. And I think he's trying to say that, you know, you trained Henry to do this. You know, at some point you knew he was going to become this little psychopathic killer. Of and, almost, and, and the blame is going back to Morgan on this. So when he says, you know, you were supposed to, mm-hmm. he's saying that you, you were, were supposed, supposed to, to kill, kill me. Him. Right. And it wasn't supposed to be the innocence of Henry because yeah. you know, all he wanted to do was find out who killed his brother. And now he wants to go on this rampage killing spree. And he's doing stupid shit, too. Well, that's impetuousness because he's a kid. Still, at the same time, it's like, God damn it, Carl Jr., you know? I want to know how it, was, how it was so easy for him to find the key right? to let the saviors out of the pen. I mean, it's just... I kind of wanted to see that one guy, that really bad scuzzy dude... Clock Henry, and not just like tackle him on the ground, but like give me that goddamn gun, bip, you know, and just like, like hit him with the butt of the gun. <laughs> and nap time, pop. Because <laughs> so, he's fucking up. I understand what he's doing, but at the same time, <clears throat> I've listened to past episodes of of the show just for you know reference point. I've noticed that I have low patience for people who are just constantly fucking yes, up. Yes, yes, you, you really know? do. Yeah, and, but like Henry's constantly fucking up, so like. Either he needs to get got, or he needs to shit or get off the pot. You know what I'm saying? Because unfortunately, I think I think the first one of those options is going to come sooner. And, and I'm not condoning like you know kids getting horribly like destroyed in this show. Yeah, y- yes, you are. But it happens. <laughs> you know, it happens. You know, Carl's dead, so now we got Carl Jr. But Morgan neither needs to have to come to Jesus meeting with him soon. But first, he needs to have a come to Jesus meeting with himself. He's unhinged. Uh, yeah, uh, he is. He is total Morgan clear. Yeah, I don't. And, I don't it's, like. It's scary because uh, you know over the past couple seasons we've fallen in love with Morgan. Yes, again. Uh, we saw him in the you know in in the very first couple episodes with Rick, and we saw how good of a person he can be. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he goes batshit insane. He comes back. And now he's going batshit insane again. So it's 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 a whole like where else can this character go? Because he is a more viable, more um, deeper, more complex character when he's more focused and he's not unhinged. And I don't know why making him unhinged again is this big selling plot point that they're wanting to do. And I understand that shit comes in waves and stuff as we're seeing it with Rick. And it is more grounded in reality. You're never old, you're never going to be uncrazy at some point in time. That's true. You know? So, 
I've never found the way to be uncrazy. Exactly. So you just sometimes you just gotta ride that wave like a fucking surfboard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's what Morgan needs to do. He needs to figure out why he's going crazy again. He already beat it once, even though it was Rick beating him into it. At the same time, he's still at this point where he can kind of snap out of it. He needs to. It's supposed to do what he's supposed to do. I hope he doesn't conjecture. I hope he doesn't sacrifice himself for Carl yeah, Jr. For Henry, because yeah. that is not a good trade-off. It, oh, absolutely not. I think that would be probably one of the dumbest moves for the the showrunners yeah. and the writers to yeah. do. Is like, don't don't give up a heavyweight like Benny James <laughs> for, for somebody stupid. Yeah, some throwaway character that really. I mean, with the exception of Carol and Morgan, there's nobody that cares about this kid at all. Right. I mean, you already sacrificed Carl well, a couple episodes, and now it's like... Everybody cared about Carl. Nobody likes fucking Henry. I mean, although he is a viable part of the kingdom, you know, he is one of those heartstrings. Oh, blah, 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 save it. I don't care if the I don't care if King Ezekiel loves that little kid to death. I love that dude the needs King to Ezekiel, go. though. But I agree, he needs to go. What he needs to do, and he needs to go out taking Henry with him. Or not Henry, uh, Gregory with him. Because Gregory needs to get got. That would and be if, cool. And if Henry can go out, like, fucking, like, nah, surrounded by zombies, like, attack my pets, you know, or something. <laughs> Bring me his eyes! You know? That would be so worth it for him to go like that. I might sacrifice, I might be okay with a uh, Morgan sacrifice if we get... Henry Goyette Gregory's eyes. I've always noticed that, yeah, and, and I've, I've gone back and listened to a bunch of our episodes. We really do come back to it's always sunny in Philadelphia a lot. It's like it's always sunny in Alexandria. Yeah. <laughs> but who would be Danny DeVito's character? Who would be the Frank Reynolds? Uh, the, it'd be Negan. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be pure, right? <laughs> but you know what it is, bitch. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> He goes, half your toll troll is mine. <laughs> so, going chronologically back into the episode, we do get a little bit more from Sadiq. And we get him almost being ostracized by the, the healthcare community in, in in the hilltop. That's one thing I was going to say. Good for you, Sadiq, because fuck that bitch for saying, like, for like, well, no. that towel's go over there. Have you done this? Have you done that? Like, I'm here to help. What can I do? I have some medical training. And like you said, it's better to have somebody with some medical training who doesn't know what to do than nobody. So, like, what? Tell me what I should do. And this whole episode, I was like, good for Sadiq. All right, Sadiq. He was gaining more brownie points with me because I, yeah. I never, I not that I never cared for him, but his introduction in the show just seemed to Deus ex machina, you know. I mean, and still the fact that oh, he's a doctor. We need a doctor. Oh, he's out of nowhere. Oh, we need out of nowhere, you know. But he's coming around, and I'm starting to feel more good about him. And I thought it was pretty interesting the way his character. Uh, was interacting with, I guess you would say, the the head healthcare professional mm-hmm. there at the hilltop when he said, you know, from my time at the hospital until now, I've done things that I didn't know how to do. Right. You know, so he's like, just shut up and tell me what you want me to do as exactly. opposed to me trying to guess. Exactly. You know, and I thought that was kind of cool of him to, you know, kind of bring everybody back into the, the reality of, you know, he has training. Mm-hmm. You know, he might not be a doctor, but, uh, you know, he can still help. And I think that's part of his frustration is that he's still trying to live up to the promise of, you know, being just and, you know, and being worth Carl's sacrifice. Right. And these people aren't really letting him in too, too deeply. And he wants to, he just wants to help. Right. But when he does finally help, when he like, when Rick was like, all right, you can fix me up. You know, your son, blah, blah, blah. Like, fucking shut up. Just take that small victory. Yep. He finally said, begrudgingly said, you can help. Just patch him up. Shut the fuck up, walk away, you know? Yep. And then 
then later on, you know, like an injured dog, you just kind of like take care of you. Here's here's the food. Get, and then give him a treat. Pet right. him a little bit. And then walk away. Leave the treat and walk away. You know? <laughs> so, like, Sadiq needs to learn to slow his roll, especially with Rick Grimes, because he's a grumpy motherfucker. Yes. Well, I mean, he just lost his son. Exactly. I mean, exactly. On, now, know your battle, Sadiq. No timing. Yeah, timing. And, and Rick Grimes is not the war you want to wage right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... We we jump forward even further, and we see Maggie talking to Simon over the walkie-talkie, and Maggie says, you know, I want to talk to Negan. Well, then Simon you know, interjects, oh, I am Negan, this, that, and the other. Trevor's the man. I thought it was kind of interesting that this is really the first time that Maggie even refers to herself as the widow. Right. You know, and she... Because it uses a derogatory term in the... Yeah, in the, in I mean, this, that's pretty much everything that Negan says. You know, I want Rick, I want the king, and I want the widow. Yeah. So it's like... It was kind of interesting for me, at least, to see her refer to herself as the widow. She refers to herself as Maggie Ree, mm-hmm. you know, taking Glenn's last name. Which and, is good for her. And then later on in the episode, we find out the reason why she kind of manifested this entire plan was that she wanted to show Negan Glenn's grave before she killed him. Here's the thing about that. I think in her making a plan, she didn't give up fuck about anybody else no she no absolutely want, not she just wanted vengeance she just you know if, if everybody else in that camp uh rick for shown everybody else if they died as, as long as they didn't get negan i think she'd be okay with that as the vengeance but it wasn't until people were like well you're a real good leader thank you for helping everybody and like really like ooh, she's like well maybe i need to think about this you know well there was a th- there was a really quick throwaway line later on in the episode when she's talking to like the I guess you would say the main emissary from the savior camp that they've got you know captured mm-hmm. and he says you know Gregory was about himself that's yeah. not you and you can right. see instantly that she just kind of realized oh, oh shit. shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like she had that oh shit moment she's like um yeah that was my whole plan all along man. <laughs> I'm glad you guys caught it yeah but, but <laughs> spoilers she has this, this, everything leading up until this point was all about getting vengeance for Glenn's She's death all have been always been about vengeance so to, to see that throwaway line to see her recognition of you know what she was doing was the wrong avenue to take mm-hmm. it, it was kind of refreshing because not a lot of our characters so far have seen the errors of their ways. I mean, Rick sure as hell hasn't seen it yet. No. I mean, he's gone after Negan two or three times. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like... Terroritis. A, yeah, it, it's a Keystone Cops moment. Exactly. At, at this point, it's just like... You wah, know, wah, 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 wah. And we talked about it last episode where Negan always gets away. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that kind of grates on us. Curses! <laughs> but it's, it's interesting to see Maggie finally... Uh, finally recognize that and it takes a person that used to be an enemy of hers to actually bring that to light for right because so, she was ready to kill them all and I think that was another that was definitely a turning point where Simon was like you know what fuck them yeah, we they don't like captured. people to get captured. Yeah, a total Donald Trump them. moment. You know, yeah. I, I don't like my saviors that that were captured. Right. That and then she was like, oh shit, this guy's not fucking around anymore. You know. I don't know. I've liked this growing spurt for Maggie. I think it's where she needed to go because whether she likes it or not, she is a leader. She did lead the bloodless coup. She's a hell of a lot better than fucking Gregory, who still needs to get fucking got. <laughs> but, <clears throat> and I think now that she's finally learning, these people are looking up and depending on me, and I can't let them turn into puppy chow. And unfortunately, she learns that lesson the hard way. <laughs> yeah, and, and we see with the episode, you know, we, we see the Simon's interaction with Dwight. Mm-hmm. Simon is full on, you know, Negan is dead, so I'm going to take control. So. And even if Dwight wasn't turncoat, he would still be like, he'd still have cause like, 
is this really what we should be doing? You know, because... Well, let me pose this question to you. You know, During the onslaught, we see Simon getting ready to kill Tara. And then you see Dwight drawing her with the, the, the bow, right? Mm-hmm. Did Dwight save her life by shooting her in the arm? Because even, Tara even mentions it later on in the episode. You know, yeah. it was just a grazing shot. It's just yeah. a nick. Yeah. So That's true. And, you know, and all Daryl saw was that Dwight was drawn down on her, getting ready to kill her. Dead rights. So I think it's just a you know perspective kind of deal that Dwight still hates, du- or that Daryl hates Dwight so much that he's seeing what he wants to see. But see, that's the weird thing because even the last, what was the last, not the last episode, the one before last, where um, Tara was fucking up. Yep. Right. Where she wanted to kill Dwight in the woods. <clears throat> even then, um, Norman Reedus like, "Hey, slow your roll. We got things to do. Don't don't go around like this." And, so, and she was like, no, fuck him. I'm going to shoot him right where he stands. And now that it, like, reversed, it's it's a weird thing. It's like, I want to tell Norman Reedus, slow your roll and listen to Tara for a little bit. And listen to yourself two episodes ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Daryl is, Daryl is becoming a, a vengeance monger. Yeah. For lack of a better term. He wants to kill Dwight. Hillbilly justice. <laughs> But he wants to kill Dwight, but I don't really think he wants to kill Dwight. I, it, I think he likes the idea of killing Dwight better than the actual doing it. Yeah, and, and I think he sees Tara just going on this this just well no bloodlust. Well, because it was always Tara Reedus, you know. They're both on the same side. We're like, after this, we're gonna fucking kill Dwight, you know. And now she's like, you know what? He kind of changed. I was as I was in the governor camp, and she has a valid fucking yeah. point. She, she used to was, be a bad guy. She used to be a bad guy. I mean, half the fucking people used to be a bad guy. Now that they're coming back on the other, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So we can't like, I yeah, Dwight tortured his ass and stuff, but I mean, oh, he just fed him dog food sandwiches and put him on easy street. That's not really <laughs> torture. It's not like he was flayed like Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, and, come on now. I personally think that Dwight has uh, definitely um, proved himself to be a valid member of the Scooby Gang. Yeah, but I think I just think the I guess the perspective that Daryl's going to have toward Dwight with that whole you know Arrow thing. What do you think it's going to take for him to look come, uh, come around? Dwight like, to die in, like in, in the act of, of saving somebody. I think so too. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, you know, with later on in the episode, we see all of, like, the main characters, you know, find out what Negan was doing. You know, Rick finally says, you know, I found, you know, it's Negan's bat dipped in, shit. dipped in Walker blood. Yeah. How did you know it was Walker blood? I don't know, but whatever. But it's got to... It had to have been smell or something. That, and plus, you know, you don't have, like, normal healthy human blood lying around in the zombie apocalypse, yeah, you, you know? You know, man. I mean... But they finally figure out, you know, more property. This, this is like a biological attack. Yeah. So, Question. do they do they think that Tara is, is now going to turn? Yeah, absolutely. Because Ian freaked out when she saw Tara, and yeah, I thought I thought that actually Tara was gonna was gonna pop kill herself. herself. Yeah, I did too. I was like, she's like, oh well, sorry guys, later, pop. Yeah. You know, shit happens. Yeah, wah <laughs> But I'm I. I Glad she wouldn't go out like that because I like Tara. Even though she fucks up and she pisses me off all the time, all the fucking time, I still like her. Though. You know, it's one of those like, uh, well, you gotta have an angsty lovable character. goofball. You know, speaking of ancillary characters, they did a good job of trimming the fat on this episode. Yes, they did. They, they, they took the, out the, a lot but, of people I've never seen before, and a lot of people who I've seen 
Not for a long time. Yeah, the budget on The Walking Dead definitely <laughs> got right? a little bit more. Get a little bit more meaty for Andy Lincoln. But I, I guess that's a way to introduce new characters, like by getting rid of a whole bunch of other ancillary characters. I mean, you got to keep the rotating stock, so to speak. Okay, so I think I know what you're hinting at, and this is the reason why I wanted to kind of take a moment to think about this episode or why this episode hit me so hard. Why in the hell is this show doing this shit to Carol? Carol is the most tragic character in they the entire apocalypse. Again, God damn, she didn't even have any dog in this fight. She's been good for the longest time. I like, know, she hasn't killed anybody in a while. Right? Okay, so like, here you go. They take Sophia from her. Pow. She's a battered wife in the first season. Mm-hmm. She loses pretty much everything. She goes full G.I. Jane, shaves her head, and becomes, you know, Uber Carol. And then she learns to love again. She learns to love again, only to find out that Tobin is is part of the, the, the sanctuary. Yeah. And he gets infected, and now he's dead, and she has to kill him. Yeah. I'm just like, Jesus, how much more shit can you pile on her? Because she's just like, she's like, I gotta go, and it hurts, and boof. And then like, hey, good to see you again. I'm like, holy shit, I haven't seen that dude for like three seasons. Yeah. You know, and then like, how's it going? Later, you know, <laughs> you, you finally get a, a good male counterpart to her to to try to help her heal all of the past issues that she's had. Mm-hmm. You know, from being a battered wife, from losing her daughter, who truly did love her. Yeah, I mean, now she is. I mean, I still think she's making the right decision by hooking up with Ezekiel, but because I think she should hook up with Ezekiel. They have that will they won't they type thing going. They on. They really do have a good chemistry. Yeah, like I, between the characters. I mean, they, I mean, not even just the actors, the the characters. Yeah, so. I mean, you know that they both like each other and they both care deeply about it. And each they other. can see through each other's bullshit, exactly. which is awesome. And that's important, very important. But um, but I'm glad that, not glad, but also it sucked that the person who she learned that she could actually love. Again, you know, to lead her up to this point to be able to break some of the walls for Ezekiel and stuff. That came back to show her, like, hey, things can still be all right. It's all, it's okay to be, you know, happy. I'm glad you're doing okay. But then for him to get caught, just I, like immediately, like like two hours later, like, well, I'll see you in the morning. Okay, I'm I'm gonna be we'll hungry in the morning. Yeah. That I mean, was violent as shit. Everything has yeah. been taken from Carol. I mean, you losing Sophia, you know, the the battered wife thing. She she finds this relationship or this person to, to confide in. She finds the girls when she's with Tyrese. Yeah, she has to kill the she has to kill the girls. Look at the flowers, and it's now all of a sudden it's like this this male romance is, is just gone now, and it's like Jesus, man. That means to me that means one of two outcomes, and one that would be great, and one that's going to suck. That Carol just needs to stop giving a fuck. But see, that's what's going to happen. I'm afraid that she's going to build up the walls again, and fucking is. She's gonna go terminus. Carol Ezekiel. She's gonna blow, blow up the sanctuary, buddy. Yeah, probably. That, I mean, that's probably the end game. I mean, that would if I was a betting man, she would survive. But by yeah. like that, you know. But I think I hope it one reinforces like maybe I should give Ezekiel a chance, and maybe that Ezekiel relationship would happen, or two, it'll like put up the walls and be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go lone wolf even more so. This episode, I really like the Maggie interactions. But this was a complete bait and switch with me because every, I guess, teaser trailer I saw for this week, it showed more King Ezekiel. Right. And we didn't get shit from King Ezekiel no. other than firing a couple weapons. Yeah. And that's about it. 
and I mean, complete waste of you know Carrie Payton during this episode. It's just like, all right, cool, we got a guy with dreadlocks shooting at people. But every fucking time he talks, it's like fucking honey. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ah, just him like, not today, Henry. We shall kill tomorrow. You know, it's like, <laughs> aye aye, my liege. You know. I'm telling you, dude, Ezekiel's the man. But yeah, this episode is completely wasted with him. I he did he, he didn't really do anything. And that, Michonne was wasted. Yeah. Um, now the interaction between her and Rick. You know, you see Rick taking the boards off the. I'm the fine. And and I think he's just you know separating himself, but it's really hurting Michonne. So it I mean, is. What's that going to do for their relationship? Michonne, Michonne really wants to talk about it. You know, she really wants to interact and like, hey, how's it going? I think she wants to talk to him. Not only to make sure that he's okay, but also to help her. Because she spent so long being solitary and vulnerable that now she's fully on board. Like, let me tell you what's wrong and you tell me so we can work this out. And for him to be like, not now, I gotta do stuff and things, you know? I do, <laughs> I think that it is gonna like <clears throat> hurt her, but I think she under, I think she's smart enough to understand that this is a coping mechanism for him. Yeah, it, it, the other part with Michonne though, it, it's it's kind of selfish on Rick's part because she is there for him. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the way that he's had to deal with all the other loss in in this particular world, it's been solitary. Yeah, you know he didn't have anybody to talk to after Lori died. Yeah, he really didn't confide in anybody after Shane died. Well, because how can you tell you? I mean, the only person he really had to talk to was Carl. Carl. How the fuck is he gonna say like, yeah, sorry, you had to put your mom down and well, uh, let me talk about how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go feed the baby. You know, like here, here's a cowboy hat for your for your for troubles. Your troubles. <laughs> Don't spend it all in one place. Thanks, Mister. He takes the sheriff's bat and bites it. Like, <laughs> finds out there's chocolate inside. <laughs> but yeah, he he really has no catharsis and right so far. I mean, even all the episodes that we've seen him in, which Andy Lincoln has been in pretty much every single episode, but we see no we see no healing from that episode or from that that character at all yeah in this episode in the previous episodes well, in fairness though he did kind of admit that he did fuck up he goes man if i wouldn't have done that car shit we would have had negan and the plan would have worked right and he's one once again 100 percent correct and the interaction between him and maggie at the you know at the onset of the war you know i saw negan i, I saw him in the in the tailing car of this thing i tried to kill him and she thanks him she thanks him for effing up the plan, which is weird. Well, I think because she's she was still in vengeance mode then. She's like, you know what? If I would have had him dead to rights, I would have fuck him, took him out too. So thanks, you know, you would have done what I did. But at the same time, yeah, you fucked up the plan again, again. <laughs> well, they would have just stuck to the plan that they laid out as soon as Abraham died. Everything would have yeah. been great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this all goes back to Abraham. So, Michael Cudlitz, if you're listening, it's all your fault. It all goes back to Gregory. <laughs> Fuck that dude. God damn, I hate him. I wanted Carl Jr. to kill him so bad that this, this episode. Every time you say Carl Jr., I just think of hamburgers. I mean, it's, it's all I think about. That's what right he now. should be turned into. He should go back to the, the slurry with Pollyanna McIntosh. Absolutely. Yeah. So when are we going to see Jadis again? I know! I want to see more trash people. Tra- trash person. I was about to say, you're not going to see I more trash see, people. Right? I want to see more trash person. Jadis is great. But I don't know. I like this episode a lot. 
I, I, but I had a lot of issues with it. A lot of stupid decisions were made. Not on the part of necessarily the directors or the writers. Look, I'll tell you what. Speaking of directors and like scenery, the tension building that they did in the very, very, very first segment before the like the, the horns and everything. Right. That like as soon as with the with the music, with the horns, with the lighting, with the imposing dread of the things. That was a really good tension building moment right there. Yeah, it was hella tense when the saviors finally you know, after the first. I guess the first salvo in the war. Yeah. And the saviors come in, and, and Simon even makes mention, well, they maybe they ran again. But that was so fucking dumb to put out. You know, all of a sudden things go do- go dark, and so then you all go in one big pile in the middle of everything in the dark. It would have been so Dude, easy. These, these guys are not military tacticians. That's come true. Come on now. I mean, uh, these guys were like, you know... Grocery clerks and shit before the before the shit hit the fan. I would have held back. I would have been like, "Yeah, you guys go on ahead. I'm gonna <laughs> put up the rear and make sure there's nobody sneaking up behind." You're having you a know? smoke out by the van. <laughs> Where's Genius? I don't know. Where's he at? <laughs> exactly. I'm over there and smoking by the van, the Chevy van, and that's all right with me. Hey, it's all right with me as well. So we see that Tobin dies. We have pretty much a, a cleansing of all of the hilltop community extras. I'm glad that that dude is sticking around. What the 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 uh, old navy model guy? The old navy model guy. Yeah, the guy the prisoner. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's a pretty dynamic character for being old navy model guy. Yeah, old navy model guy. Yeah. I mean like I don't even know his name. Everybody in khakis. Right? Cuz he just looks like I don't I want to say he's basic, but I mean he just looks like a regular dude. I mean like, some, did you see the old Navy model guy? Basic. I mean, <laughs> he's like, so does this community have any pumpkin spots around here? <laughs> he's, wear, he's wearing Ugg boots. Right? <laughs> and zombies come out, pulls a knife out of his man bun, just starts fucking him up, and puts it right back. Gotta look styling, you know? <laughs> wow, that just went off the rails quick. <laughs> but... I'm glad that you said Gregory turned. But that was Where'd they go? I don't fucking know. They didn't tell me. I'm here. They're there, you know? I, I thought that was a dumb question, but at the same time, I'd probably go like, where'd they go? I don't fucking know. But I, I do think it was interesting to see that the, the saviors that did stay around, you know, Maggie is shown, literally shown, that there are... They're there to help. Yeah, they're there and to they, help. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to resecure the gate. Mm-hmm. You know, the other people are trying to, you know, get, get the walkers corralled and killed. Not all, we've, t- we've mentioned it before, not all the saviors are bad people, you know? It's They've like, just had to do bad they things. They just had to do bad things to survive. I mean... If I saw a better community, if I was like, you better work or you're going to die, fuck, okay. You know, and then like, I got captured by a better community, like, hey, there's a whole bunch of like, cool shit here, and there's like... And there's food. Food and <laughs> chicks and all kinds of shit, like, I'm I'm sold, you know, I pull a, pull a Eugene real quick, you know, you have my town shirt, you know. <laughs> Would you grow them all up though? If they need be. I'll do what it takes to survive the apocalypse. <laughs> if I need to have some bullshit hair, I'll put. I'll wear Jerry curl every day if I need to. That <laughs> that I would like to see. <laughs> I would like fucking oats. Just <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I want. Killing zombies and shit, being useless as hell. So we touched on Maggie. We touched on Rick and Michonne. Mm-hmm. Touched on Sadiq. Mm-hmm. I uh, like Sadiq. He's growing on me. Carl Jr. I hate his ass. We talked about Morgan's descent into insanity again. <sighs> that, which is making him not long for this world. Yeah, and that's so unfortunate. It is. Because I, 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 I don't was... want to watch Fear the Walking Dead. Just to get my Morgan fix. <laughs> I don't want to have to start a whole new goddamn show to find a character that I already like. Yeah, exactly. Not to fall in love with Morgan again. Right? But like, 
Why, why do I have to <coughs> you know, change my routine? All right, so we talked about Morgan's descent into insanity. Mm-hmm. Talked about uh, Simon and mm-hmm. Dwight. Terroritas. Terroritas. Um, that pretty much covers a lot of the episode. So <laughs> That little kid. Be a man. Bitch, you be a man. <laughs> you know, how are you going to have somebody got him dead to rights, and then when the shit goes down, you don't do it? You know, I understand he's only like 10, but at the same time, he's already killed a bunch of people, so we know he's got it in him. So, And I like, mean, one, one person he killed was horrific. With yeah. A, with a bow staff through yeah. the carotid. Right. So, it, uh, Fuck that dude. Fuck Carl's Jr. Exactly. I Carl. love their burgers. I hate their kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So, like we do on every episode, we do score these episodes. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest genius, how would you rate this episode? I thoroughly enjoyed this episode after all the bitching that I did. But because of the bitching, I'm going to go 7.5. Because, like, it was a really good episode. It was tight. I mean, I, there was some long, drawn-out parts of it. But overall, for, like, the one hour, even with the fast-forwarding, it still flowed well. It was a good cumulation of a lot of the things where you're there. But it still left a lot of unanswered questions, which makes me eager to see the next episode. Which, in turn, is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, and think about it. We've only got three more episodes in this season. Yeah, and I so. think the episodes are getting better. And I like that. I mean, I, and I hope it continues. Yeah, and I think I'm going to go ahead and echo your uh, your sentiment. And I'm going to go with the seven, seven and a half on this episode. Yeah. I really hated what they're, what they're continuing to do to Carol. I really hate what they're doing to, to Rick. In terms of inflicting all of this trauma on these two characters. That no, There's no other character in here. In this world that has seen more shit than those two people. Some bad shit needs to happen to Daryl Dixon. Yeah. Some bad shit happens needs to happen to Norman Reedus. Because aside from Easy Street, he's got it off pretty easy this whole entire Yeah, content- Because Eric gets his whole fucking phone on a lot of this shit. Not only did Norman Reedus, not the Tara Reedus plan, but Abraham and Glenn getting got is all because of Tara, uh, Norman Reedus. So I think he needs a little bit well, more comeuppance. He, he's not he's not responsible for Abraham, Abraham but he's he, definitely responsible yeah, for Glenn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he even had to apologize to Maggie for that one. Yeah, so, so he needs to give a little bit more. Yeah, leave, leave Carol alone. You know, it's just Jesus. I mean, I it's leave leave a lot of the characters alone and focus more hate towards another, some other characters. Yep, they need a little bit more time at the day. Yeah, can can we spread the hate around a little bit? Right. Um, give, I, Rosita, give Rosita a little bit more to do. Yeah, I didn't see a lot of Rosita. Give Rosita a little bit. I love and that's Rosita. A shame. I love Rosita. She's a great character. She's a good, talented actress. She needs a little bit more meat to this. And I did I did actually pick up, I really enjoyed the Merle reference. Me too. I mean, because I miss Michael Rooker on this show Me too. so much. Me too. Good to see the Rook gets in love. Absolutely. So, you're going to go seven and a half, yep. seven. I'm yep. going to go seven and a half, seven. I do want to remind everybody that next week we are covering season eight, episode <coughs> 14 of AMC's The Walking Dead. But with mm-hmm. that being said, on behalf of Genius McGee, I am Dustin P. And I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs>